what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Foot Candle Films. Film news and reviews from two guys who really like movies. This episode is brought to you by the Foot Candle Film Society. For a schedule of upcoming screenings and membership information, visit the Society's website at www.footcandle.org. Hello and welcome to Foot Candle Spotlight. This is your quick hit of movie reviews and news as you, we tide you over in between our major shows that we do once a month through Foot Candle Films. I'm Alan Jackson. With me, Chris Fry. Hello. You doing okay, Chris? I'm doing well today. Good. Well, we got something a little different today. We're not going to do a review. Okay. And normally on Phil Kendall Spotlight, we like to profile a film that's in theaters and show off. We've got a bit of news, just because this is fairly breaking news as of this week. I think you and I are going to have some thoughts and discussion about this. The idea is that Disney, Walt Disney, yes. just bought Star Wars. Hmm. Well, they bought Lucasfilm, the company that owns Star Wars. Okay. A lot of things to go along with that. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. Before we do, let us just mention our sponsor for Foot Candle Films right now, Main Cellar City Club, located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina. It's a great entertainment, event, music venue. They've got some great bands coming up pretty soon. The Little River Band, Bad Company. They've had some other great bands up there recently. Oh, you and I have had a chance, Chris, to go out there and not only videotape and interview some of the musicians. Sure. It's just Simple. a wonderful, wonderful facility. They also rent it out for weddings and reunions and special events as well. So really recommend everybody go check it out. You can learn more at MainCellarCityClub.com. It's all one word. Four small words making up one big word on a website. One big long address. MainCellarCityClub.com. Check it out. And uh, I think you'll be pleased when you uh, go to a, a performance or an event there. Great facility. And thank you for the support. So with that, let's move on to our news. Disney buys Star Wars. So, Chris, I came into your office just the other day, and I think I may have broken the news to you because I don't think you had heard this. I had not. Okay. So, Disney buys Lucasfilms. Lucasfilms, obviously, I know, George Lucas' company. Well, I didn't get approached for an offer. You, you didn't get asked about it? No. I got something by email, and no. I just I deleted it. I gotcha. wasn't really interested at the time. So, Lucasfilm, obviously, is you know the Star Wars franchise, mm-hmm. but there's also the Indiana Jones franchise that they have involvement in. True. A few other smaller properties. Those are really the two big ones, and really, Star Wars is the one everybody's talking about right now. Sure. So, Disney did the similar thing a few years ago with Marvel Comics. They bought Marvel as a company. So, Disney, Marvel is a subsidiary of Disney, basically. It's weird. It is weird. Um <laughs> But you got to admit, since then, Marvel, at least from the motion picture standpoint, it's been doing okay. Now, since Disney bought them, they've just done the Avengers, or have they done something besides that? I think the Avengers was the first movie okay. that really, like, Disney got to help put a stamp on as well. Okay. All right? Obviously, that movie did okay financially. Yes. They're, they're not hurting for cash right now on that. <laughs> um, so, they bought Lucasfilms. Now, that in itself is pretty interesting newsworthy-wise. Because there are some things happening still in the Star Wars universe. There's the Clone Wars TV show that's still going on. There's mm-hmm. 
development deals and other things. I'd heard that there was going to be a TV show. Yeah, that's still on the table. Like a real acting, real life. So there's a lot of little properties that basically Disney just bought up and, and all. But to me, the most interesting news is they announced Star Wars Episode Seven hmm. would be released in 2015, which is only two and a half years from now. Wow. In 3D, of course. Uh, why wouldn't hmm. it be? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's going to be part of a whole new trilogy. So there are going to be so episodes. committed to doing three, yes. not just the new Seven, one. Seven, eight, the... and nine. Okay. Now, the deal is this is based on a, a treatment from George Lucas. George Lucas had the idea oh, for this trilogy. Really? So it's not abandoning his ideas. It's taking his concept, his ideas. And it's going to make the three new films. However, hmm. he will not be writer or director on them. He huh. will be a creative consultant, but he is planning on retiring. He is going to be involved in, in the new Disney slash Lucas film group, but he is not going to be the actual filmmaker for it. Hmm. So interesting. All that stuff I just threw at you, Chris, all that stuff percolating in your brain. Mm-hmm. Let me just ask you right up front, your gut reaction. Is this a good or a bad thing? Well, with all the information you just gave me, I would say it's probably a good thing. Um, reason being, I, you know, I like Star Wars. Um, I think one of the weak parts of Star Wars is George Lucas. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a good idea man. Yes, exactly. I think that you gotta, we got we gotta quantify that a little bit. I think obviously the whole store Star Wars universe is George Lucas's head. Okay. He has mapped out this universe. He's created these, the overarching stories, right? I think what you're alluding to, I agree to, is the weakness is when he actually gets down to writing dialogue, directing actors, and making something a very entertaining piece of – a good piece of entertainment. That's where at least recently in in recent years that's been slipping. Yeah. Okay? So what they're talking about is still using his concept of what this new trilogy would be, but letting other filmmakers take and run with it. And so that's interesting. I – I wonder how much of a selling point, which we may never know, was that they had to take his – they couldn't – because, you know, there have been several books and mm-hmm. all this kind of – that have talked about what happens after Return of the Jedi. And, you know, they're right. you know, fan fiction all this kind of stuff. So it's interesting to me that – and some of them have been very successful. Sure. That to do the continuation, they're actually doing the continuation based off something Lucas supposedly has done. That's interesting right. to me that they wouldn't just take – some other successful thing and just yeah supposedly somebody one of the people involved has come straight out and said this will be an original idea for the Uh trilogy and not based off of any books fan fiction or anything that's come has come since huh so it will be a true i really think george lucas had the idea for all nine films years ago Hmm. i know he did for six but i didn't know about. i actually think at some point he even said to somebody that you know he's already mapped out nine so Hmm. he wanted to go back and do one two and three but after one, two, and three were, I mean, they did great commercially. They made a lot of money, but I think in general, fans and critics were not as pleased with them. Right. The enthusiasm died down for a seven, eight, and nine because everybody thought, well, if they're going to be like one, two, and three were, I don't think anybody's too crazy about them. Right. Um, hmm. But it will be a new idea, but I do think it's based off of George Lucas's initial concepts of what he wanted to do hmm. with this whole series of nine films. Wow. Um. Well, here, here's the thing that's interesting to me is, is I know some people online have already been trashing this whole story saying, well, it's Disney and Disney's going to ruin it. Well, I, my thing is, you know, Disney, Disney's a strong entertainment company. They do good work. 
Um, and if Marvel's a good example, they brought Marvel on and actually I think probably helped Marvel. I guarantee you if Disney had not been involved with the Avengers, I don't know if Josh, Josh Whedon would have been brought on as quickly hmm. uh, to work on the Avengers and the budget would have been given to it that needed to it. Um, I don't know. That's just my thoughts on it. I think Disney can help make the movie stronger and better. What here's Disney to me. I mean, you know, love them or hate them, but I think they, they have a sense of, of what works Mm -hmm. and they have a sense of if they're, if I think, I don't know of any other company that's been able to make, well, outside of actually Lucasfilm with making the Star Wars movies, although the the ones that they made, the newer ones, one, two, and three, weren't as successful. They were still successful. They yeah. still made a lot of Financially, money. Financially, they were hype. successful, yes. Disney, take for example, they had a cash cow with Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, it was Pixar, but, you know, Disney, Pixar. They had Toy Story, very successful, but they didn't just turn around the next year or the next two years and do Toy Story 2. Right. They took their time with it. They, okay. And then they came out with it. Then everybody assumed, okay, yeah, they've done the first one. They did the second one, kind of wrapped everything up. That's over with. Then just last year, year before, they came out with Toy Story 3. And people were like, oh, I can't believe they're doing another one. They're just, mm-hmm. a, But it was a really good film. And people yeah. kind of changed their tune on it. I think the fact that Disney's saying, okay, we're going to get this. I, I trust them. I trust them to make sequels. I think they're one of the few companies that if they're going to do a sequel and look at all the properties they have, mm-hmm. if they do, you know, they've done spinoff type things for like the little mermaid, but they haven't done the little mermaid two and promoted it in big theaters and stuff. They leave things alone. Yeah. They'll do home video or TV series. But I think if they're going to do a big budget movie, it's probably going to be worthwhile. I kind of, I kind of trust them on that. All right, now let me just throw one word, well, two words out there, and just as a little bit of a counterpoint, though, to okay. whether or not Disney can do this right. Did you see John Carter? No, I didn't. Okay. And I, you saw it. I did. And, uh, and I liked it. I've heard people talk about it and say that, you know. I thought it was a good movie. Okay. Uh, it wasn't perfect, but it was a good, strong movie. It could have been the great entry point into a whole new series of films. Hmm. They botched the marketing of that film so bad, Disney did. I wonder really didn't know how to sell this film. Now, granted this is star Wars. They're not really going to have to market it too. No, it kind of sells itself, but still I just, I hope, you know, their management of some great sci-fi properties, they could have had a really good one with John Carter, the whole princess of Mars story and other future books they could have done. They're not going to, they're not going to make a sequel to that now because it made no money. It bombed really bad. And this is, this is hindsight. You know, we know, we know what we know now because the deal just happened. But I wonder, you know, surely it just didn't spring up and something happened. I went, I had heard that John Carter was like a pet project. Was it Brad Bird who no, actually? Andrew Stanton. Andrew Stanton. Okay, mm-hmm. but it was a pet project for them. Sure. And he'd been wanting to do it forever and ever. And then finally they're like, okay, here, do it. I wonder if at the same time, you can't help but think if their minds were distracted by thinking about, you know, instead of getting something that everybody's going to see as a copy of Star Wars, even though John Carter, the idea and the books and everything came way before Star mm-hmm. Wars. True. They kind of, and then they were thinking, well, let's just get a hold of the Star Wars franchise. I wonder. It, it's possible. What that stuff is possible. And actually, you know, if you think about it, if they're saying this movie is going to be out in 2015 and it's a full, you know, you know, the special effects are going to be involved and the 3D and everything like that. The, I'm sure the drafts of script have already probably been written. I mean, you, you kind of have to be able so. to go into production next year on this thing easily. Um, 
I wonder so, if they'll try to do any shooting at the same time. Like, you know, will they do, are they going to shoot them individually? Or are they going to do like yeah. a Lord of the Rings? They did say thing? it was going to be every two years the mm. films would come out. So I would think there's got to be some consolidation some of filming. Um, I think this is probably something they've been working on for a good while. Hmm. I think it's interesting that they probably have already been developing scripts and everything so far. I think even one of the Disney execs said, you know, this deal's based on, you know, part of it was the strength of knowing what these new films could look like based on treatments we've seen or some early drafts. So work's already happening. Now, you mentioned somebody's name that I actually have on my wish list that I would hope would be the director of this film. You mentioned Brad Bird. Brad Bird. He did Mission, the Mission Impossible. He did the latest Mission Impossible, which I thought was pretty good. Okay. Uh, he did The Iron Giant, which is one of my favorite animated movies. Um, he did... Um, was he The Incredibles? He did The Incredibles, okay. which I also absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Um, he did Ratatouille. I, I haven't seen Ratatouille. That's the I, one I haven't seen, okay. but it was a good film I yeah. heard. He, I think could be the kind of person that if you bring him in to direct a film like this, the the star Wars film, or maybe even change up directors, each of the three and let different ones take a crack at it. You know, who knows? Hmm. Uh, And you get some really good hotshot writers in there that love star Wars have grown up with star Wars, take George Lucas's ideas and make a really good script out of it. I think we're onto something. I think it could be a lot of fun. Imagine the Star Wars universe being handled by some of our best writers and directors we've got available for sci-fi stuff right now. Could be fun. It could be. And I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens in 7, 8, and 9 because you know the first three, we already know where everything ends up. Yeah. We're already familiar with all the characters. And to try to backdate technology and to try to backdate things in the film – it's just really tough. Well, I, I think that was always a problem with one, two, and three that they always had to wrestle with, which I think really hampered the pure enjoyment of it for, for a lot of us as fans, is that we knew where the story was going to go. Mm-hmm. One, two, and three are basically just filling in some blanks. It gives you a starting point, and then everything is, okay, well, how is that going to lead up to what we know of in the original trilogy? I think it's a horrible position to be in yeah. writing and, and making films to say all we're doing is filling in gaps. You can't like Anakin Skywalker too awful much because you know he's going to be Darth Vader. Right. There's no surprise about that. You know, you kind of are just waiting for it to happen. <laughs> this <almost laughs> like the whole trilogy is just a buildup waiting for Anakin to go bad. Right. Uh, you know, Anakin, Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to be alive. Right. He's not going to die. So that takes out a whole lot of mystery Guess on that work. as well. You know, it's just it's always a disadvantage you're running on when you're having to fit something into an already made world. Seven, eight, nine, you're right. They can go off in their whole new direction. They can do whatever. They have no story to sandwich it into. Um, my question is going to be how far in the future they're going to go. Is it truly going to be following up on old Luke, old Leia, old Han Solo? Well, that's- their kids, or is it going to be a completely unrelated group of people just under the empire maybe forming again and re-rising and the Jedis and all that? Yes, yeah, so you still have Jedis, but yeah, I mean, are there going to be any revisiting actors or the we yeah. just we don't know um <laughs> harrison ford has an old Han Solo. wow how weird would that be to have an old mark hamill harrison ford carrie fisher yeah um all looking a little different now yep yeah uh it would be interesting i don't know if they're going to go that route or if they're going to go with the next generations uh you know offspring right or like i said if they just say you know what we will allude to the fact that there was a Jedi named Luke Skywalker and all that, but we're never going to show them or their family. I hope they don't have the droids. I'm kind of done with them. With the whole C-3PO and R2-D2? Yeah. yeah. They got a little 
I mean, we had six full films of them, just about. Yeah, and it was creative to kind of see them being or see C three PO being made, and so that he was a creation of Anakin. You know, that was interesting, right? But I think, yeah, we can let that go away now. <laughs> well, I my my feeling is, I think overall this could be a very good thing. I mean, anything's possible. They could be. I I, I personally was not happy with the newest trilogy. Um, I think it was just diminishing returns. I think Attack of the what was the second one? Attack, Attack of, of the, the Clones, Clones was the absolute worst Star Wars movie ever made. Um, I'm not terribly happy with the original, the new trilogy, but you know it can't be any worse than those. So that's kind of my feeling right now. Well, and I really liked Phantom Menace a lot. Yeah, I know you did. not that I, not that it was perfect, um, but you you just like Darth Maul. I mean, I that's did. Pretty much, I thought he was yeah. really, and that was I've was depressed when I walked out because he was dead. <laughs> he was the best character that came out of that new trilogy and he was gone very quickly. Yeah. And uh, only in present in a small portion of the film because they, they didn't have a, you know, the, the old trilogy from our childhood, four five and six had Darth Vader as a through line. Mm-hmm. And so when Darth Maul kind of pops up, you know, they have the mysterious Darth Sidious, but he doesn't do anything other than like haunt the background, nice. you know? And so I thought Darth Maul was going to, because he's the one who does all the fighting. So I was like, okay, he's going to be the through line in this. And then they just knocked him off. Yeah. yeah. So well, I think that's the biggest problems. I mean, you and I have had so many discussions here about the original, the, the new trilogy, and Star Wars in general. Right. My biggest beef with that new trilogy, not only the fact that they're trying to sandwich in history, and we all know where the story is going, but we had no characters to root for in mm. that trilogy. And we didn't have any villains to root against consistently through the trilogy. True. Darth Maul gone in the first one. Palpatine. I mean, yeah, he's kind of the background character. Uh, General Grievous. What? Yeah. What the hell was that? I mean, I still don't quite understand what his role in the whole thing was. And the other guy that Christopher. Uh, um, um, Dooku. Yeah. <laughs> just a bad name. It's just, you know, none of these villains were memorable except for Darth Maul. And right. he was gone quickly. And then from a hero standpoint, you know, you want to, they want you to pull for Anakin. They want you to like Anakin, but we all know where he's going. Right. And he started turning into kind of a whiny jerk by like the middle of the second film. True. Um, you want to like Obi-Wan, but he didn't have that Han Solo character that we needed. I mean, we, it, it, Obi-Wan, they were trying to make kind of the Han Solo, kind of the little smart aleck. You know, but also wise at the same time guy. And yeah. it just, it didn't work. Well, and like you're saying, that's probably a failing of dialogue and the handling with George Lucas doing it. So. Well, it's just they're, they're taking characters that people already knew and trying to give more early backstory to them. And it just ruined it. Yeah. Um, I just think those are, those new that new trilogy just failed on those levels because of that. It's mainly the writing. I think they could have done something interesting with it. I think we needed a new character in just that trilogy hmm. to really like follow and pull for. Hmm. We needed our Luke Skywalker in that trilogy. We didn't have him. Um, Luke was the fish out of water that we right. could follow. And as he was experiencing things, we were experiencing them too. We didn't have that character. All we had was little kid Anakin that we knew was going to turn out to be bad. So all we're doing is watching him the whole three movies say, when's he going to turn bad? When's right. he going to do something bad? When's it going to happen? Yeah. And that's not, that's not the kind of hero you want to root for in a, in a series of three sci-fi fantasy movies. So true. Yeah. I mean, I, there again, my belief is I think it can only get better at this point. Worst case scenario, we have a trilogy of films that really aren't that spectacular, probably make some decent money, keep star Wars in front of a new generations. I'm okay with that. Um, I, there's been no talk of directors yet, no. correct? Hmm. No talk of directors, writers. 
Um, they do have the Pixar group kind of connected with Disney, obviously. Sure. And so you got a good wealth of directors and writers there that I'd love to see them tap into. I mean, heck, even Marvel. Marvel's got you know some great talent associated with it right now. Sure. There's no telling where they could pull from to make this stuff work. So they've got the talent. The money's there to make these things really, really good. They just got to do it. And uh, I think now that George has kind of stepped out of the way and said, hmm. I'll consult, but I'm not going to write and I'm not going to be behind the, the camera. I think that's overall a good thing for us right now. Hmm. I, yeah, I think I think the Pixar people, you know, any of Brad Bird or Andrew Stanton, any, any one of those people would be cool. I have to admit, though. I'd be even more. I, I mean, you know, I'm excited because I like Star Wars. I'm still mm. a kid at heart. But um, to have a director like David Lynch, who was rumored to have maybe been considered for like the third Star Wars, Return of the Jedi. Really, I'd not heard that. And then, yeah, but he, he. Well, I mean, it was it was rumored back when mm. they, you know. But then he he didn't do it, obviously. Um, but to have somebody like David Lynch do it, because that'd be. But the problem with that is it probably wouldn't be very family oriented. Um, right. But it'd be very bizarre and odd. Well, I mean, I he, he's made cool. a, he's made a couple films that were a little yeah, more straight stories. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I'd love it. I mean, you know, well, like we, Quentin Tarantino, that would be amazing. Right. Well, it's kind of <laughs> like a it's kind of like the Marvel model when they brought in John Favreau to do Iron Man, which I would not have thought would have been a good fit, and it turned out to be a really fun movie. Joss Whedon to do the Avengers, which mm-hmm. I admired Josh Whedon's, you know, his, his style of writing and dialogue, but I never pictured him doing a huge, big, big blockbuster movie like that. And it turned out good. Um, you know, you could bring in some interesting directors for this kind of franchise Actually, and have fun with it. It's probably a, you know, come on, we're just kidding ourselves. You know, I was hoping, like I was saying, you know, Christopher Nolan or David Lynch or Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> just because I think that would be interesting, but because of the, the style that they would bring to it, the uniqueness, but you know what? No, yeah, Joss Whedon's going to direct this. Of course he's going to direct it. He's totally oh, going to direct no, it. No, I don't. No, he is. He totally is. You know why? Why? Firefly. Well, And that yeah. was nothing but a ripoff of I Han know. Solo. And like, totally. Well, but he's here's totally going to he, direct he's, it. He's already doing Avengers 2 right now. There's no way he can direct both these films to have them out in the next couple of years. I don't know. There's no way. He just won't sleep. No way. They'll clone him. If no. anybody can clone, Disney can clone. <laughs> Avengers 2 is supposed to come out the same year as this next Star Wars movie. Really? Oh, yeah. That's surprising Disney would do that. Yeah. When they have control it. I think that's that. what I heard anyway, is that Avengers 2 is 2015, and that's when the next Star Wars is too. So, hmm. so right away, yeah, unless they clone Joss Whedon, I don't think that's possible. Well, And they would probably wouldn't use any, hopefully... You know, we've talked about director, and hopefully they're not going to use any known people. Hopefully it will be unknowns, but good good actors and actresses. But hopefully, so you're not going to have like the problems of oh, the people that are in Avengers can't do Star Wars. Like hopefully it'll be unknown mm. people, like lesser known. Although it would stars be funny stuff. to have um, Harrison Ford. <laughs> no, I was actually going to say uh, it put this movie like 30, 40 years past the last Star Wars movie that we saw, Return of the Jedi. And have Nathan Fillion, yeah. the star from Firefly, be <laughs> Han Solo's son. Because, I mean, the guy can pull that off. I mean, hmm. he could be Han and Leia's son, yeah. right? Right. He yeah. Be Interesting. You set this film 30, 40 years in the future, you know, after. Because think of all the buy-in that Disney's going to get, all the goodwill they will create if oh. they do have something like Nathan Fillion and Joss Whedon directing And Nathan then Fillion. you put in a cameo from the original guys. Have the old Harrison Ford, have the old Mark Hamill, have the old Carrie Fisher, <laughs> just for a moment. Just, just something. Just that little nod to say, yep, they're there. They can right. be sitting 
reading a book, you know, by the fire. It's like, okay, kids, go, go have, go, go have fun storming the empire or whatever, you know, Hmm. those kind of things. If Disney did that, I think it would, it would build up some good fan favor, um, have fun with it. But overall it has to be a fun, fun story. What and they, the original, the new trilogy was were not fun stories. Right. They were tedious. They were mechanical. They were robotic. This has to be a fun story. What are they going to do with Industrial Light and Magic? Is that that's going to be that's part of this whole? It deal. is part of the deal. Um, it, which is the special what I effects. read is that it's still staying the way it is, which huh. means it'll do obviously special effects for Lucasfilms, mm-hmm. but it'll also subcontract out to other movie studios just like it does. Interesting. So they're not locking that down and keeping it private. It's going to be still working with other 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 studios because they're you know really really well known. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Huh. That was part of the deal with it is to get that as well. Interesting. Interesting stuff. All right. So we've gone on a little bit long on this one, but you know, it's just an interesting topic, interesting uh, news item. Um, you, know, you would have thought, I mean, I think trying to surf websites the night after this was announced, oh, man. it was like the internet was just coming to a crawl. Everybody was online talking about this. Um, it's interesting. You and I, kids of Star Wars growing up, you know, with the original trilogy, we've both got kids that have seen the newer films and enjoyed them. So I, I'm, I'm happy to see that this is going to be continuing I think the fact that Disney's putting their weight behind it means we've got many, many years of Star Wars to come. I'd be interested to see how Disney treats the one through six, whether they, you know, strip away all the added stuff and just treat them as the original films and don't do all this stuff. Or like, I, I don't know, because, you know, the angry fanboy in me was thinking that was all Lucas is doing is adding all this crap that mm. never needed. You know, it's just... Obviously, don't don't change the ones the four, five, and six. Just don't change them. Everybody knows what they are. You know, if you wanted to clean them up so they weren't scratches, okay, that's understandable. Make the lightsabers look a little better, okay. But then adding in scenes and doing all this really stupid yeah. stuff, why? 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 So I wonder if Disney will actually like. Well, it depends. I mean, respect for the 20th old Century Fox may still have the distribution rights for those films oh. for a while and get to control how they're shown or redistributed or whatever. I don't know the deal with that. The one thing we do have to keep in mind is when Episode 7 comes out in a few years and the lights go dim and comes up. No 20th Century, no 20th Century Fox yeah. fanfare. That's going to be weird. It'll be the Disney thing. Yeah. So that's just going to be that is yeah to see the little, little castle as yeah. opposed to and then like the Lucas the, film coming in. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be different. But yep. uh, hopefully that's the only disappointing part of the film that we get. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Hopefully so. Okay, we're going to wrap it up. We got uh, we got more, we got work to do. Let's get back yeah. to work. Uh, this has been Foot Candle Spotlight talking about the uh, Disney purchase of Lucasfilms. If you got any thoughts or comments on this, we'd love to hear from you. Post it up on our Facebook page. Post it up on our website. So many different ways you could find us. The mesh.tv is where we're, where our home is. You can see all of our back episodes, see all the other shows on the network. Uh, every show posting has a place at the bottom for comments. So light them up. We'd love to hear from you. Also uh, the, find us on Facebook at the mesh and you can talk us about, about any of the shows there as well. We look forward to hearing from you. So again, uh, we'll be having our full Candle films, uh, show coming up soon. So be on the lookout for that, where we review some films and talk about some other movie news. But until then, this is Alan. This is Chris. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.
Special thanks to Carpal Tuller for the show theme music. For more about Carpal Tuller, visit www.carpaltuller.com. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.